This is the Grow yes, Business Podcast with Corey Mosley. Taking it seriously. Oh, now we are. Okay. Yes. <laughs> no name. Got to be careful no what names. you say no off of that bike there, buddy. No names, no names. They call that hot mic. <laughs> Many of careers have been canceled over a hot mic. Nope. But we know we are recording now because we've got lights uh, going off telling us that. And you are in the right place. If you came to listen to the Grow Business Podcast, you have arrived. Welcome. I'm your host, Corey Mosley. I'm joined today by LG007. Lon Graham is in the house. Good to see you. <laughs> Woo. Woo. It's exciting. <laughs> Still trying to get that to go, that clap to go just a little longer. It mm. sounds real abrupt. We want it to be almost Willie H is here also. Like it's a studio audience. <laughs> like as if the studio audience said, no, go ahead. Give yourself, give yourself. You were going to hit the button, Willie H. Go ahead. Willie H is in the house. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> that used to be on my TV days. That used to be uh, my horn. Oh, when okay. I come on, they would introduce me on the morning show. Uh, they would hit the, the horn. Button. Oh, I, rem- I so, think I do remember that. Yeah, so thankfully that's public domain. So we have taken the horn. They don't own it. We've embraced so, it. Yeah, we've embraced it. Right. We've embraced the horn. You're in for another great show today. Uh, Lon has been trying to ascertain <laughs> what the topic <laughs> is. but I, I asked. asked. Yeah, he did ask. He asked. He leaned in a little bit. I saw him. I was looking at my phone. If you're watching this on YouTube, I was looking at my phone a little bit, and he kind of had a lean. I had to retilt the laptop just so he couldn't get it there because all it is is notes here. It's not even the topic itself, so it really wasn't going to give it away. But uh, if you're just joining us, hello, hello, hello. If you're listening to us for the first time, we're super excited, super happy to have you. Um, it's so exciting watching. We were just looking at some of our stats um, before I was sharing some stuff with the team before we started recording um, at our growth, you know, adding listeners every week, more people coming, getting some great content, or or I should say, uh, some great feedback. Five stars on on uh, Apple Podcasts. Great so, news indeed. Yeah, just just a really exciting time, and because again, you know, we're all on this journey. To, we're all on this journey together, really. As we say, we're not here to be your gurus or anything like that. We just want to share some things that have potentially worked for us or working for us now, um, and you know. Some of the positives, some of the negatives, not everything goes right. So just really give you a perspective and try to entertain you a little bit. We've got some some interesting stories. We've seen some things. We've heard some things. And we want to be of value and we want to be of help. So we appreciate your listenership, your viewership, if you're streaming us on video. Um, and we're just thrilled to have you here. So we are going to be talking about today, we're going to be talking about sales processes. Okay, and ultimately, I specifically related to buyers. Okay, and and allowing people to buy in a way that they want to buy. Okay, I had an experience that shaped this this episode. So we're going to talk about that high level, and then as usual, we always want you to have some core takeaways and, and core information. So we're going to be sharing really. Um, some tips for you, some questions you should be asking yourself as a business owner to ensure your sales process is modernized, right? Okay, yeah. Hey, how do I know we've got a good sales process or a tight sales process? Now, obviously, one way is if your sales continue to go up, right. but that's not the case for everybody. And right. you've got people who are growing, 
but possibly not growing at the speed that they could be. Right. And you see it all the time. You see, you know, a lot of buy sell activity takes place in Q4. So you see, you see people coming into the new business, taking new ownership. And then you'll see something like, you know, oh, great. We were doing a million. We did a million dollars for 15 years, Corey. And, you know, now John bought the company and now it's doing $2 million. And right. nothing wasn't a new building, wasn't a new, like right. a, a clear thing. Right. It was processes and operations and right. maybe how you had people in the right place or the wrong place or the right people, the wrong people. Right. You know, oftentimes I see, you know, particularly retail businesses. We were going by the other day. And this business closed, and I predicted it. Mm -hmm. Like that, that that business was there to uh, to satisfy their lease, as far as I'm concerned. Like they could, like as far as I'm concerned, right? Because I had had early experiences as a customer, and I just knew I saw how they were running it, Mm. and then I saw how they responded to like reviews and things people had to say. Okay, and I just knew that it wasn't going to be a long a long run. Right. Uh, Now somebody probably could have come in. Now they'll blame the brand. Okay. Or the franchise or the, cause that's the natural thing. Oh, right. there wasn't enough traffic in the mall or, or, or a shopping center <laughs> right. or, you know, oh, they, they didn't support us as a franchisee well enough or right. people didn't love the product. Like they said they did. They'll say all those things. The last place they'll look is within. Right. <laughs> right. That's the last place they're going to look. And that's probably the first place to look. In fact, you know, most of, most of the time. Um, because if it works 72 other places, but doesn't work in your location, it might be you. So we want to talk about that because the sales process is important, right? Nothing happens in your business until something's sold. Right. You know, revenue is all connected to sales. You can have the great, you can have the greatest support staff, the greatest customer service staff, the greatest back end operations, but none of that matters if something nothing's coming through the front door, right? Right. So we're gonna talk about that. And so the springboard for this, Lon, is a sales pitch i got right before the holiday okay and you know again you want a sales process so when we say sales process we think about right the steps in the auto industry we call it the road to the sale right Right. so you know you want to talk about this you want to build value features presentations benefits all that stuff the challenge comes when your process potentially stunts sales with the wrong customer okay Right. So I was going through a presentation. I, I, I was I was involved in the presentation because I was interested. I was cold solicited. Okay. It was a cold solicitation. Willie H, this was the thing you were supposed to be following following on. I told you I had the I went ahead and scheduled the presentation. So Yay. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't know that was coming. Well done. Yeah, well done. In there. yeah. So <laughs> we were having the sales presentation. Now I was cold prospected, which is perfectly fine. Cold prospecting works. Right. As long as the prospect is interested, like if it's the right time. So what they were prospecting me on was something that I was mildly interested in, meaning I had had a conversation internally about wanting to have a solution for this problem. Okay. Um, I wasn't aggressively looking, but lo and behold, I'm being prospected. Right. Great. Let me go through the process. Website was eh, but I said, still, let me hear what they have to say. So I went through the book of call, went through the process, got the guy on. And, you know, many times, again, we have our our slides we got to get through. We have our, right. our setup. And I think for most people, what you're doing in when you're creating that sales process is you're creating what you believe to be the most concise way to lead them to the buying decision. 
Okay, so the shortest amount of time to right? buy. I mean, right. that's, okay. we need to go to the sales process, right? <laughs> right. So what is the problem we solve? How do we solve it? Pain, you know, show them the pain, show them the solution. That's what all that's about, right? right. Is we created so whether you use a PowerPoint, whether you oh, I don't use PowerPoint. I I like to draw stick figures on a. I mean, right. you you've seen different, lots of different ways, right? Right. So we were going through the process, and what do a lot of people want to know when they look at a product or service? Oh, I mean, I guess they want to know what the investment is. What the big bingo exactly. <laughs> Exactly. So they want to know they want to know what the investment is. So as he was going through the process, now again, your process also has to be reflective of your customer. So I'm not a layman in what he right. was talking about. So what he okay. was sharing with me and going over with me, I didn't need 101. Okay. Right? Because I knew the baseline of of, of right. the stuff he was talking about. So it wasn't so taking those cues, I think a lot of people miss the cues that people give them. So right. let me I'm gonna tee up the whole thing and then we'll jump into the conversation. Yeah. So so we go through it. He's showing me a few things. Um, and I didn't need to know that we were doing what we were doing wrong. I already knew that. Right. So, I mean, he was highlighting a few things. I'm like, yeah, great. That's why we're talking. Right. So I said to him, now, only because I come from a background <laughs> in sales, I said to him and we're on a Zoom. I said, listen, I said, this is all great. I said, I'm going to need you to do something that I know you're not supposed to do. So I know you're supposed to do all this stuff and build value and show me all these different things. I said, what I need to understand right now is if this is within an investment range that I'm even right. willing to consider. I have right. no idea what your product cost, product or service costs. Right. I don't know if it's ultra high ticket, what the barrier to entry is. So, so I'm going to tell you, you can do what you want to do. You can play this out however you want. I'm going to tell you the best thing for you to do is show me that information so I can check that box and get it out of my mind. And then you'll go, and then you can go back to the other points you want to show me. Right. Because you'll have my attention right. right now. You will have a limited amount of my attention because I am interested in what you're saying. But until I have relieved my mind of, you know, you come back and tell me it's X, it doesn't matter how many features it has. I'm not going to make that investment for what I need to do. Right. Right. Where my ROI is on, on, on the importance level of this. Right. But if you come back and tell me something I'm like, oh, okay, that makes sense. Proceed. Now you have an opportunity. Sure. So he thought about it for a minute. He said, well, listen, he said, you know, you're right. I'm not supposed to, I'm really not supposed to do it this way. I'm not supposed to do that, but I got to pay attention. You know, I got to pay attention to what you're telling me. Right. Cause I'm going to be irritated for the rest of his presentation. If he doesn't tell me what I want now, many people don't get that misconstrued. Right. With, with the customer being a, like, I wasn't being a jerk. Right. About it. Right. I was telling him what I needed for this meeting to continue in a positive way. Okay. And that's distinctively different than somebody who's an a-hole. Yeah. Okay. I say a-hole only so I don't have to put <laughs> E for explicit on this episode. <laughs> so we can keep it clean. So, so that's, right. that's different than people were being jerks or, 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 or being D-bags about it. You know what I mean? That was just me saying, hey, here's how my brain works, here my mind works. I'm fixated on what this costs right now. So until you would tell me that and alleviate it, we're gonna have you're gonna not have my complete attention. Right. And so he followed the path. Now I didn't I didn't buy, but it wasn't because of that. It was just simply because I wasn't ready to make the decision at that point. Okay. It was it was fact finding and, and budgeting and understanding that. Right. But I can tell you for certain. If we move forward with that plan or implement that service, I'm going to call this guy and, and do some business. Right. 
And I wanted to set the stage for our the rest of our conversation here and bring you bring you in now because so many people in the sales profession or the business owners or whatever do not or will not help their customers buy. Uh. That's just dumb. <laughs> <laughs> Willie you know H, that was the Willie H most good perfect at the, timing. At the well done, yeah, Willie. Yeah. Because it is. Yes. So many people are so caught up in their sales process. Um, now, I want to qualify one thing because I'm thinking of a couple different scenarios because I don't want people to get this wrong. Allowing someone or, or taking cues from the customer has value. That doesn't mean you need to give up control right. of the path right. or control of the sales or control of the sales process or do something that you don't want to do. Right. You know, a buddy of mine, he, he posts everything uh, like as in sales and he, he'll post a text conversation with somebody or whatever. And the people wanted him, they didn't want to allocate the time that he said he needs. Like the, our product is, it's a 45 minute demo. Okay. To properly demo our product. Okay. And to understand what it is, how it works, and for me to share all of the things that it does so you have the correct information. Okay. They thought he should make an accept. Can't, can't we just shorten it and can he just give us the broad strokes or whatever? And he said no. Okay. He said, he said that this is how long it t- this is the amount of time I will need to sh- this product produ- can produce millions produces millions of dollars of revenue for our clients. Okay. And I need 45 minutes to properly explain everybody. So you also know what you would be buying? Right. Also, and that's the time. And if you can't give me that time, then that's also probably a good indication that you are not our customer. Well, you're not ready to make the level of investment required to move forward. Right, and you're and you're not our customer. Correct. Because, right? If you're if you're going to shortcut the demo, you're conv- you're going to tell me your people are going to take the time to actually learn the product and use it at a high level. Right. And then you'll blame the product when it doesn't work for you. That's right. And you will not want to entertain any idea that you set it up. So instead of letting you set it up wrong from the beginning just to have your way. And they said, Amen. Like as in, yeah, we're probably not your client. Okay. Right? And that was that was great. How much how much headache did that save everybody? Yes. Everybody. Yes. It wasn't doing that 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 subscription fee, he's not gonna miss. Right. Because he's got six more demos that day that are gonna give him the time that he needs. Right. That client, that potential buyer, he's got a unique technology that you can't just get from everybody down the street. He doesn't it's not a commodity right. where his tech is. His tech stack. So what they will miss is the potential opportunity of six or seven figures worth of growth. Right. By not giving the person the time they need to actually explain the product service. Right. I that's just dumb. Yeah. Yeah. We had to have a double. <laughs> we had to have a double day. Home. Yeah. Right. So what do you think? Of, so now digest because you haven't heard any, you didn't know anything we were talking about. So, Correct. so it's completely freestyle for you. Um what are your thoughts on this and, and maybe how you how have you approached it in the past? Well, I think there's a there's a couple of things that well, there's a lot of things that were involved in this example and these examples that you've given. The first and most important thing that you have to have though is a structured set of fundamentals that you work from. 
a process that you can rely on. And we'll go to sports. I go to sports all the time. You know, if you ever listen to anything Kobe Bryant talks about, he spent the first half of his practice working on the fundamentals so that he could build on that and adapt as necessary. So you have to have a structured set of fundamentals. What that allows you to do is it allows you to adapt to your situation where the person where you told the person that you were talking to in the sales call, look, for me to really be able to embrace and pay attention to what you're talking about, about full value, I need to know if I'm even in your range financially or even in your range from an investment standpoint. So if we can agree that and figure out that I'm in that range, then I can appreciate the value of it. Because if not, I'm not even listening to you. Right. So what having a structured set of fundamentals does is it allows the salesperson to say, okay, I've identified a way to do this differently. You say, okay, I'm still in. You can go back to your process. So what you've done is, is you've acknowledged that the client or the customer or the potential customer or potential client said, hey, I need something to be able to move forward. Right. And you gave them the opportunity to get that and then get back to your system or your process. Right. So for that example, what, what we've just discussed is, is that having a structured set of fundamentals gives you something to come back to. So even if you have to deviate, again, if you have to take a detour off a road, there's a sign that tells you how to get back on the road. Right. Fundamentals are like that. Yeah, and I think that makes a lot of sense from the standpoint of critical thinking. Yes. So I, I think that 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 you know, I, I trained, I fell in that category. So where I focus the the back half of my career has been more on strategy. I was a trainer, like in that right. core end particularly early on my career. Right. That was the bucket I was put in. Right. You call Corey to come in and do training, right? right? Corey delivers. Yeah. So, so, um, well, he did, I delivered There's a lot of, <laughs> a lot of people out there making more money, um, uh, that I was able to pour into thankfully and allowed me to do that. But, um, when you think about the training aspect, so much of training lacks the critical thinking, right? They're given some from, from a sales perspective, they're given so many things to do. Many times they're more focused on the, process or doing the things right then thinking through is this the most effective process right i want you to imagine for a minute i watched a guy at a car dealership one time because he was taught see a customer a lot go out to the customer have a smile extend your hand welcome them to the dealership shake their hand that was drilled into him right i watched and i want folks for you to just put on your visual thinking cap for a second here and visualize i want you to visualize that you've pulled up at a car dealership now lon how far would you say typically a parking a customer parking is from maybe the front door of a dealership what would be maybe 20 yards maybe 25 20 yards. 25 yards okay so now what i want you to imagine now and, and if i was parked a little further away maybe double that maybe double that. maybe double right. that so i've parked 50 yards away from the front door Okay. I want you to visualize a guy right now. Now, if you're watching this over there, you'll see this. <laughs> I want you to visualize a guy opening the door. I'm at my car 50 yards away. Right. And he walks from the door all the way to my car with his arm out like this. <laughs> the whole way. I want you to visualize, guys, for you guys listening on the audio. Put right. your hand all the way out like you're extending right. a handshake. But now you got to walk 50 yards with your hand out. Right. How ridiculous does that look? Right. Right? You mean the person didn't get back in the car and leave? No, they didn't. No, he did it to me. Oh, he did it to you. Yeah, I took a friend to buy a car years ago. I went okay. with a friend to buy a car. 
Willie H knows this friend. This is a mutual friend of ours. Uh, and I went with him to buy a car when I was in the car business. So it's like, you know, you got to go I take your consent and, and I watched this guy come all the way out mm-hmm. with the hand. And I'm just saying to myself, that's all. Cause all he had in his hand was, all right, I see somebody shake the hand, extend the hand, walk out. Right. So many people are so caught up in the delivery of their road to sale that they're right. not thinking through the practicality or impracticality of it. Right. And you, you, I mean, again, I speak a lot from the auto industry. You can speak for this from medical sales as right. well, right? In terms of you, maybe you approaching doctors and, and these types of things. There's a way you have to approach that, right? And you have to adapt yourself to the situation, yes. which is what you're talking about. Yes. If you're going to walk 50 yards, wait till you get to yard 49 before yeah. you extend your hand. Well, it's just, <laughs> right, of course, right? Or, or it's like, okay, great. Are you training anything? No, this would be my first car. And then 10 minutes later, you ask me if I'm training something because <laughs> right. it's on the sheet. Right. Like, you know what I mean? Like, no, right. I told you that earlier, like in right. our casual conversation. Right. So, so, you know, point one is realistically, if you're now in this period, because this is the time, 20, right in 2024, we're in January, this right. is the time where you want to have these conversations right. about everything being on the table. And if you didn't, a lot of people did planning in Q4 for Q1, right. planning in terms of, you know, goals and structures and, and, and maybe, uh, dollars and cents and whatever we're going to spend dollars. But still a lot of people get well into 2024 as they start to put some of these things on the table, right? They'll get in and say, okay, great. Let me start fresh. So if you are looking to challenge yourself and ask yourself, Hey, do we have the right sales process? Do we have some critical thinking? Uh, I want to give you a couple tips here. Uh, There's a bunch of them, but we're going (laughs) to, we're we're going to get through it. We're going to be brisk. No, no, we're going to get it done. We're going to get it done. (laughs) No two part of the day. Okay. All right. So number one, uh, customer understanding. Okay. Right. And what, what, what we're saying here is, do you actually have a clear understanding? So many people don't know who their target audience is. They don't really actually know the needs. They know what right. their product or service does or is, right? but they really don't connect with, with that. So the question to add, these are questions you should be asking yourself as a business owner, as it relates to their sales process okay. or your sales process. Do you have a clear understanding of the target audience? Okay. Right. Is your sales process in alignment with their preferences and expectations. Okay. So, and those two really run in parallel lanes, right? You've got to, when you know who your client or your customer is, then you can understand how they want to buy. Yeah. And so, and, you know, there's a lot of talk about generational differences and sure. in, in whatever it is, in right. social media, in online activity, in Personal engagement. People that don't use the phone. People that don't use the phone. They're People, annoyed by talking. Right. They, they, don't, they have a phone as a texting device. Right. It's, yeah. Or an email device. Yeah. It's not really it a phone. It also makes phone calls. Right. It, ha- nice. it happens to ring every once yeah. in a while. Yeah. But that, that's to your point, though, right? If you under, once you identify your client, then understand how they want to buy, what they want the buying process to look like. Right. And that's what I think you're talking about. And I think, you know, what are those expectations? Right. I, I listened to a client. We, I was doing a pitch the other day, and I was listening to a client. And when we were talking about a, pre, a company that they were working with that they were not happy with, which is okay. one of the reasons why we may have an opportunity to do some business with them. Awesome. One of the things they stated was they don't understand the language of our customer because it was a marketing conversation. Okay. Like they don't understand the mar- They don't understand the language of our customer. They don't understand the language of our customer. So clearly, that service provider. It's not doing a good job <laughs> right? understanding the language of 
the cut the, the uh, of their customers buyer. Right. So how can you be on the marketing side and how can you help your client talk to more of their ideal customers if you can't translate that right as a service provider if you can't get that done. Well that's I mean, right. Yeah, I mean that, that's the that's the basic element of you've got to be able to communicate with people in a way that's going to resonate with them. Right. And that's language is the foundation of that communication. Correct. You wouldn't use you wouldn't use hockey vernacular <laughs> talking about a football game. Right. Right. Correct. So you know if, if someone was like you know well, how many baskets did they have you know how many times how many <laughs> baskets did they have in the football game you know right. what what did the Dolphins you know what, how many how many you know you'd be like what are you talking about right well and for non sports fans let's right. let's reach out to non sports fans you walk into Greece speaking French right. They're, you're not talking the language that they're going to understand, right. most right. likely. Right, correct. And that's, listen, that's the biggest giveaway. Right. <laughs> and, you know, when I would travel, I would I would adjust. I would also, even within a genre, so even like, even working with dealerships, I, I would adjust my vernacular based on where I was. Correct. You know, so, <laughs> you know, in, in the Northeast, you would refer to, to gross profit. You know, you, you, would, you would say, we'd say like G's, like, oh, it was a 3G deal. Okay. Right, so that's three thousand. Right. right. But if I was in Texas, that would be a three pounder. Okay. <laughs> Perfect. You know, oh, what was all right. oh, that was a five pound deal. Right. Right. So, so you just adjust. But if you want, what's important here now? Again, I'm going in the capacity of somebody's already been hired, so that check's already cleared. Right. So I'm not selling. But when you're dealing with an audience and you've got to get people to listen to you to affect change, right. you are selling because they got to buy what I'm selling to them. Right. right, which is this technique or this strategy or why they need to communicate differently. So one of the quickest ways to get, you know, you go, I, I would adjust that vernacular and they would know, okay, this guy knows what he's talking about or he has some familiarity with us. Right. You know, he didn't just, you know, get off the plane and now he's trying to tell us what to do. Right. So that's critical thinking. Well, and here's here's something that we've skipped over and I think it's worth revisiting. The sales process piece has to be natural. What I mean by that, the way that it's natural for you is that you practice it. Right. So you can pay attention. That's important. You can pay attention because practice prepares you, right? Right. You can pay attention to other things when you've, you have a foundation of practice and understanding of that process. You can deviate from it and get back to it right. when it's natural to you. Well, it's a comedian. A, a, a high-level comedian right. can get interrupted by the crowd, right. deal with the person, correct, and then come back to a set. Correct. Right, or go on some other tangent, you know, right. Matt Reif, guys like that, right. that, ne- that don't know, you know, they're crowd workers as comedians. They don't know exactly what's going to happen, but they have to turn that funny you know, in that situation. And then they can go back to their, their core content, right? Right. But you're bringing up something that's important because there's this long debate, you know, oh, scripts, no scripts. Don't use script. Oh, you know, uh, real salespeople don't need scripts. Real salespeople are very scripted. Right. Their technique is scripted. Right. Maybe not every word, but in many times it's that way too. Well, it's at least structured. And it's the practice that you talk about. Correct. That makes it sound unscripted. The problem with a script is if you're just trying to work the script and you haven't learned the script, right? That makes all the difference in the world. Well, the script, working the script is awkward. You're Understanding right. and practicing the script makes it more natural to you 
so right. that you can pay attention to the other things that are going on that you need to see so that you can personalize that experience. Right. But again, it goes back to having a fundamental, uh, practicing the fundamentals so that you can deviate from those fundamentals and get back to them. Right. And knowing your audience. And I know that. I've said this for Willie H. I probably said this. <clears throat> Folks, there's going to be redundancy here just because these things are so, you know, uh, they, they, it's so 360. Like you can't right. get away from some of these topics, but Correct. like, you know, I've, I've told that conversation, you know, somebody asked me what a good orange juice is in the store. I know, I know they're, inviting <laughs> me. I know they're inviting me to an Amway meeting, right. right. You know, because that they're taught these icebreakers right. and these different things. So I can, I, I'm like, you know, what do you got? Right. Right. What's going to make me rich? Like what's coming? Like what's coming? Yeah. yeah. What's right. going to make me financially free right. today? Um, and I, listen, I'm not knocking. Shout out to that. If you found a vehicle that works for you, I'm just making the point that you got to have the adaptability, right? And 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 be prepared for that deviation, and then you bring them back around, right? So right. so that guy could have been like, oh well, you know, just let me get through a few more minutes of the presentation. I'm happy to share price with you. Right. He could have said that. Could have. That would have been the wrong answer. Well, it wouldn't me. have made it easier for you to buy. Correct. It would not. Right. Correct. It would have just, again, my attention span would have been affected right. because you have to identify, right? right? You have to identify what, what, cause buyers are so different. So, so reassessing, do, do we get it? Do you get it? Do you know your demo? Well, and, and if I can add to Corey, you know, we talk about handheld, how to handle objections. Your specific example wasn't an objection. It was, Hey, I need more information. Right. And so that's very, very different because that's an engaged potential buyer. Yes, 100%. That's 100%. Value proposition. That's next. So okay. <laughs> what? why are you laughing? But, but. We're going to get them. We're yeah, gonna we're going to get them. No, you're not going to get gonna, You're not going to stop the train. You're not going to stop the train. So value proposition, right? So can you clearly articulate the value proposition of your product services? Right. Right. You know, when we talk about some of our video content at work, right, we, we want thought leaders, your thought leaders, share your thought, your your thought leadership, your expertise on video for the world. Right. Right. It's a very intentional. It's a very intentional message. 100%. So the question is, does your value proposition articulate those products or services? You know, someone was going talking to me about their product the other day. And I, and I said, you know, I don't get I don't what you're telling me doesn't match. Either what I see visually in the brand, okay, or what you say you do, or what the the ten customers you showed me that like it just doesn't it doesn't match. Right, there's something off in the value proposition, and I think a lot of people get wrong. You know what they actually the problem they actually solve. Okay, you know. Okay, so I think that's an opportunity to look at in that value proposition to really ensure that you're addressing the pain points and the clear benefits. And I encourage people, if you're listening to this, oh, all right, well, value proposition, you know, nothing new there. Well, right. it's not that that's new. Right. Like understanding your target audience. We're not breaking news here. Right. What we're saying is, do you have that nailed? Right. Is there an opportunity for you to grow podcast grow <laughs> to is an opportunity for you to grow based on re-examining what you think and you know we've had these meetings we've talked right. data before right we have we've talked demographics age group of our customers for some of our products and services right. we've talked commonalities in their um work in their job description consultants right. coaches what they do b2b services 
because we make our next decision of who to target, who to who to target and who to prospect. Right. Waste less time on this segment and and put more energy into that. Because it, resources aren't infinite. So unless you're watching this and you're, you know, you're watching or listening to this and you're a Fortune five hundred company that's got, you know, tens of millions of dollars in budget, right. the average small business owner does not. So right. they have to be intentional in what they do and where they put their dollars, right? Right. And those Fortune 500 companies are actually better <laughs> at targeting and identifying their audience often because they have the resources big to data. get that information, yeah. right? Yeah, big 100%. data. And that's correct. They've got all the data. So value proposition three, sales funnel analysis. So that kind of goes to what we were talking about, about having some of that data, right? Have you looked at, are there bottlenecks to your sales process? Mm. You know, I clicked on somebody's book and appointment link and it was broken. <laughs> right. So if that happened to me, I mean, if that happened in my, now I'm not going to send them a nice note. Right. Saying, hey, I'm looking to book an appointment and your link is broken. Right. I'm going to move on. Yes. To potentially another provider. Right. Unless you have some level of investment in that specific person. Right. You're just going to keep going. Or I could not do it. Right. You know, like, you know, right now we enjoy in an element of what we do. We enjoy a very interesting exclusivity. Right. Like some of the things that we do can't be duplicated Correct. in our immediate market. Right. At right. this time. Right. So what does that mean? So that gives us a unique standing. So in that instance, if we didn't deliver and we didn't, you know, we weren't doing the right thing with our customers or we weren't delivering and had happy customers then there's people who just won't invest in some of the stuff that we do. Right. Right. They, they can't, you know, or, or they'll fly to, I don't know, the nearest state, maybe Atlanta or, or New York city or somewhere right. like that. Um, but are there bottlenecks? Are there areas in terms of a customer's ability to get to you? Is the, is the button on your website 12 point font and buried mm. in the bottom corner? Right. I showed somebody the other day, we were looking at web portfolios and we we're talking about a project with them. I said, there are nine CTAs on this homepage. Right. Call to actions. If you don't understand what we're trying to do here. <laughs> You're not for us. Right, right, <laughs> right. I want to give, and the design of that and that structure as an example is about giving them information, asking them to take the next step. Right. You need more information, keep scanning. Right. Give you some more information. Are you ready to take the next step? Right. Give me some more information. So, and people don't get that. Oh, that's too many, you know, so, so let's just have the one button in the top right. All right. There goes your conversion rate. Right. Or the opportunity for conversions to, to, to plummet. Right. I'm going to send out one email a week to my retail customers. Good luck. <laughs> well, I mean, it's, you know, it's, if we're operating from the, we'll use the word assumption or for the expectation the people want business, right? And they want more business. Sure. So all the things that we're talking about are about ways I have to been get told in my lifetime by someone, Corey. Why would I want more business? Right. Not everybody does, whether they say it out loud or not. Not everybody wants more business. Right. Crazy. Well, here's what I can tell you for certain. Raise your hand. <laughs> Raise your hand if you'd like more business, <laughs> right? So, just folks, our hands are up. If you're if you're listening to this on audio, as, as is Willie H's. Yeah, our, Willie H's hands up. Everything, right? Because that that's a game changer for everybody. Right. So, sales funnel analysis. Next one, customer feedback. 
Are you seeking and are you actively, let me put the word, see, that changes the conversation. Putting in, is that an adjective? What is that, a verb? What is that? Uh, if I put that in front of actively seeking versus seeking. I think it's an adjective. What is it, an adjective? I okay. think so. It's adjective is, Somebody yeah. will correct us. Uh, go ahead and post uh, and you can tell us. So, but putting that action word. Right. I'll leave it there. There you go. Putting that action word in front completely changes the dynamic of a situation. Right. Because someone will, I look, I was going over someone's reviews. I said, you've been in business 25 years. You've got five Google reviews. Right. And Lord all of, have mercy. <laughs> <laughs> right, that's good. Perfect. That's good. That's good. That's good. You've got five Google reviews. Right. And all five of them are five years old. So it looks like you have not done any business or good business for the last five years. Mm. And so, so if I hope for if I had said, if I was having a conversation about Google reviews, they might tune out. Because they'll say, oh, we have Google reviews. Right. Are they current? Are you at, do you have an active strategy? Every time I leave my manicurist, they send a thank you email and they ask for a five-star review. Awesome. Do you have an active strategy? And that is the, that do not discount things that you think you do or did. Right. You've got to put an action item in front of them. Am I actively doing X, Y, Z? So in this case, actively seeking and leveraging customer feedback to improve the sales process. Mm. And what role is the information you're getting play in your adjustments? Well, so two things. And are you getting reviews or are you asking for reviews? Mm. Because you can get reviews and you can just let them trickle in. Right. Or you can go ask for them. Yeah. And if you want them, you should go ask for them. Right. Now, the question you asked about what role does that feedback play the idea is it goes back to you. Do you know who your ideal audience is? Do you know who your ideal target or your ideal client is? Because those are the people you want to ask for feedback. You want to ask the people that are your best clients, that are your best, that is that is your target client. Those are the people you want to get feedback from because you don't want to change things for somebody that buys once a month that impacts somebody that buys 12 times a year. That's I mean, right. that buys once a week. That's right. Woo. So That's right. When the church say amen. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Folks, we are going, we're going ham on, uh, if you don't know what ham is, look that up. Uh, we're going ham on our, uh, what are those things called? Drops? Like little, uh, yeah. what's the formal term for that? Something. Sound effects? Yeah, we're going ham with the sound effects awesome. in 2024. Right. Go ahead, complete your thought. Well, I, uh, the thing really is, is it gets back to, just make sure that the feedback you're getting is from, is the, from the people you want yes. feedback. That's yes. really what it comes yeah. down to. Yeah, I love people who give feedback that aren't even the customer. Correct. Right? They're not even. A, oh, you know this stroller. I don't. I don't like the design of it. Do you have any children? No. <laughs> right. Because here's the thing: everybody has a. That's one of the things I fucking say. I'll get see now. You know, I get going. But that's one of the things that is so crazy to me when people do like crowdsource opinions. Right. I'm not saying I'll never do this, but I don't get it. Um, now maybe it's for the algorithm and encourages engagement, but like I'll see people, um, you know, Hey, I'm, I'm picking a book cover. You've seen this, right? Here are four options. What yes. do you guys like better? Right. And you ask the general population. Now I don't know if that's, I don't can't speak for those people in particular, 
I don't know if that's part of how they make the decision. Right. Or if they're using that as a core to make the decision. Right. That's scary. If that's the only thing you're using to base your decision. Like, hey, my new logo, here's my new logo. What do you think? Pick A, B, or C. And you've got people who can't even match colors. (laughs) (laughs) Come to work colorblind <laughs> and, and, and or have no style right. or, or don't have an eye like which is an affront to the people whose profession it is to do branding or or to do marketing and and that's their craft right it's an affront to allow the general public to make a, a decision for your brand that they're not even the buyer right Shame on you. I just, yeah. That, that, so, and I could be, I mean, I'm okay being, this is just my opinion and, and my thoughts. Right. I'm, not, I'm just sure there's somebody out there, I see people do it all the time, and people I know and respect that do it all the time, or have books coming out and source that opinion. Uh, but again, you know, okay, great. What's your credentials as a book designer or a logo developer or as a brand marketer and, and that type of thing other than, mm-hmm. oh, this looks pretty. Right. There's a there's a country song that says good for some and not for everyone. Mm, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and so it's good for some. Right. It's not for everyone. Yeah. And it has to make sense. I right. don't know. I, just, <laughs> I, 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 I don't know. So, all right. <laughs> you're, I, I, now you're applying your logic to somebody else's situation and that's not going to make any sense at all. <laughs> Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. That's 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 definitely. I was told a long time ago you can't have a better wit sometimes with unarmed people. <laughs> perfect, right? right? So so yeah, it's perfect for, for sure. Um, all right, let's talk sales teams for a minute. So let's okay. talk about you being in a position with a sales team because a lot of times people I think get a, a, a false sense of the uh, popularity of their product or service okay. based on their sales. Okay. So like, great, okay, I'm not closing any business. We don't have a lot of sales. Maybe it's our product. Maybe our hamburger is not as good as we think it is. Right. When, in fact, it could be, of course, the sales process and presentation of that. Right. So when you look at, what are you looking at in terms of numbers, um, in terms of how effective your sale, if you have a sales team, you have people selling for you, what is that conversion? You know, what is the conversion rate? Right. And is that conversion rate reflective of the salesperson's ability or is it the process? You know, and having that tweak because you'll get put in that state. We've all been in that state. Like maybe something's not clicking. You're like, maybe I'm not good. Right. Maybe not. Maybe I'm not as good as I thought I was. Right. And you're like, okay, well, wait, let me go look at the sales process. Maybe I make some changes in the sales process and right. we've experienced that. Right. Correct. So maybe I'll make some changes in the sales process and now I have, you know, a different result. Correct. And I've even experimented because there's a whole school of thought. You know, I don't know who the original godfather of the of the strategy is but grant cardone is the closest the person i would cite right um as as offering this in his training is the idea particularly with price is starting with the price oh interesting okay hey just so you know everything i'm getting ready to talk to you about so we get this out of the way it's a twenty three thousand dollar investment right so uh now I'll tell you more, right? Right, <laughs> right but and that's not the pitch. But but like it's taking that off in that instance, taking it off the table. So the eight hundred pound gorilla is in there. Hey, everything I'm talking to you about today uh, is a 1995 investment. Well, and depending on what you're offering or what you're, what's behind that investment, that's a way to pre-qualify potential clients. So of course, 
And it's a way to say. You got to be insane. Great. I just saved 30 minutes. Right. <laughs> right. Which is more valuable to me. Right. Then. I'll take a snarky comment like, oh, this better be good then. Right. Great. great. Game on. Right. Because that means that you have the right. ability to buy yes. if it makes sense. Yes. Big and, and that's the, you know, that's a, you're going back to the process. One, are you targeting the right people that have the ability to buy? Right. Two, do you give them the ability? Can you make it easy for them to buy? Right. And so, and in Grant, you know, we're using Grant Cardone's yep. example. Yep. He makes it right up front. He makes it easy for you to self-select or deselect. Other thing he likes, there's a lot of things. I, I mean, a lot of things. And again, I'm not, I don't want to get into a debate over whose techniques you like, but the, the other one that I like is, um, have you heard enough yet to make a decision? Because mm, okay. so people, again, it goes, that go whether you like that line or not, that goes back to my point that some people are so enthralled in getting through the process. Right. They could have had a deal in 30 minutes, but because their presentation's 60, right. they keep going. Right. We call that talking past the sale too. Right. Or they talk themselves out of a sale. Right. So so there's just those indicators. Now, it doesn't matter who you want to be your trainer or who you want to educate you. All I'm advocating is the idea that in the sales performance side, uh, conversation, if you don't have the conversion rates that you that you think you should have right. that speak to the quality of product or service that you have, then the assessment's going to be closing the gap. Right. What do we need to be trained on? What what what's in our pitch that may need to be adjusted or changed right. to see that to see that increase? Well, and the and the way to do that is to clearly identify your sales process. Right. And then look at each individual piece of it and see where the numbers change in the way that you don't want them to change. This is really important. I don't want this to be lost. I don't want you tuning out if you're a solopreneur or right. if you have a small team because you need to set you you've got to have that process too more more than ever. There's too many people freestyling their presentation. Right. You know, oh Corey, just get them in front of me. I'll close them up. <laughs> yeah, that's a red flag. We're in the red flag society now. But but so many times they're not specific at how they are getting into their deal, you know, or right. how they're going through their how they're going through their process. Now they can critically think and move around, but they don't have the foundation or the fundamental of kind of how they start. Right. Well, and if you don't have the next steps clearly laid out, right? How do you know how to get to the, what the yeah. next step is and how to get there? Yeah, I'm just gonna we're gonna you know let's see where it goes. Mm. Let's brainstorm. Right. I, I don't know where that's you brainstorm at the end. Right. <laughs> right? But you brainstorm for more business. Right. Yeah. 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 Exactly. <laughs> like, you know, oh, I don't have anything formal prepared. I figure we just have a conversation. Now, that is a technique in itself. So I don't wanna mm. I'm not poo-pooing that. Like that may be a that may be part of your sales process to right. have the unsales process. Like everything's gotta be un, you know, so you may have right. the unsales process. Right. Uh, but that in itself, right? No plan is a plan. Right. It's just a plan that has nothing in it. Right. <laughs> right? So. Well, right. The, the thing too is, is all these things that we're talking about. And, and I say this, not knowing what's coming up on the rest of the list. Right. So if we get there, we get there. But the thing is, all of these things only work if you know who you're talking to and what matters to them. Right. And if you haven't identified that before you start your pitch, then this sales process, however valuable it is, 
you can't take them from one step to the next without knowing where they're trying to get to, too. Right. No. As usual, <laughs> that's 100%. And again, it's 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 thought starters, right? So right. the goal is I want people reassessing. I mean, to me, the, the, the value here um, for us a lot of ways is not is the learning, but to bring conversations to the table even that you haven't rethought, you haven't looked at. Right. And to allow you to go back and ask yourself some questions, right. not always get all the answers, right? Um, because there's multiple answers, right? There, you line them up. There's, there, there were. If I said, hey, "Who's the best, you know, sales trainer of all time?" We're gonna get a multitude of different a lot answers. Of people, right? Right. And the debate may be personal preference, not actual body of work. Many of them are matched toe to toe for body of work. Right. Now it comes on the, Oh, you know what? I don't like that guy. He's too aggressive. Right. Or this person's too, too soft. Right. You know, oh, that's a weak approach. <laughs> weak as circus lemonade. So, <laughs> all right. So, so the next two, I'm going to stack them now. This is how we, so I'm going I'm to stack we, three together. This, See, how this, we is, move. this is the secret of right, how we get it we all go. done. That's how we speak so up. I'm going to give you a three stack now, right. right? So technology integration, okay. competitive analysis, okay. and conversion metrics. Okay. So technology, pretty simple. Are you leveraging technology effective? Right? Are you scared to move to something new um, just because you've been on something for a while? Right? Now, I deal in spectrums, right? right. Far left is, Corey, I'm not willing to change anything. I've used this for 20 years, and I don't care if there's advancement. Far right is, I change products and services every week. Right. Right. So you don't want to be on either side extended on that spectrum. But are you leveraging technology? Um, and what are some things you can fill the gap or that technology can help you fill the gap? And I was having this conversation with a prospect where he was telling me some things that the previous company was doing for him. And as I looked at the list, I said, you know, um, half of this list of things you can do for yourself that would probably take you and your team 30 minutes a month to do. Right. Now, it sounds good. I'm not trying to knock anybody else's business model, but it sounds good to just telling you all these things they're doing for their big retainer. Right. But in reality, you haven't updated this. You've been with this company six years, so you've been paying them six years. Right. You haven't really looked at what is now six years later that you could DIY or self-service to the greater satisfaction than what you think they're doing for you because they're not doing what you think. Like you've got this visual of somebody doing hard labor to accomplish this goal, and really you could you could knock it out in ten minutes. Now, six years ago, maybe you couldn't, right? But now you can. Well, your and business think, has evolved. Yeah. The technology's evolved. Correct. All of it's evolved, right? And you just haven't paid attention to it. So, um, you know, and they've been having super high. They went from high margin to super high margin right. because now they're using the thing that I'm telling you you could use to do the thing that they're that you're paying six seven times for. Again, I'm not knocking anybody's, as long as you're ethical and, and, you know, whatever, I'm not knocking anybody's business model. Um, so technology, competitive analysis. So are you looking at strategy and tactics of the competitor? Right. We've talked about this in more detail in previous episodes. I'm not going to go too deep into it, but um, are you just staying informed? Do you know what, what's happening? Are your competitors, do they have some better technology? Do they, do they have a better online ordering system that's smoother? Um, that that is now encouraging people to want to order more with them versus others. And then the last one is metrics, and I think these things go together. The things that indicate the success of the sales process, right? right. What are those indicators? Now, of course, the money, dollars in bank transactions, right? Um, but there's other things to look at, right? 
employee retention, those different factors. So I've given you that whole. Uh, I hit you with a. I hit you with a trifecta. Um, wherever you want to. Wherever you want to hop in. Well, I think the key, Corey, to all three of those things, and really to everything that we're talking about now, is is being aware of what's going on in your business, and sales are a key indicator of that. Sales are, you know, don't wait till your sales are half of what they were last year right. to figure out that something's going on. Keep an eye on what's going on in your business. Sales is important because it's the lifeblood of your business. And whether you're an individual solopreneur, you know, small small business with two or three people, make sure that you have ways to continue to generate revenue right. and understand what's in your way. I call it removing barriers. What are the things that are in the way for you to be successful or for your clients to be able to buy from you? What so, he said. <laughs> so pay attention to what's going on yep. while it's going on instead of waiting for the outcome. All right. We're down to the last two. See? All right. ah. Yeah. Now, will you believe that's two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten? We're down to the last two. How about yeah, that? Yeah, that's fantastic. If I would have told you, see, that's what I mean. If I said at the beginning, we've got ten. <laughs> your eyes would have popped out of your head. We'd have been, we did a lot. We yeah, I said it's ten. And we haven't hit it. We, we haven't. We're, we're, we're coasting here. So, yeah. Um, Thankful for our listeners. Last two. One, adaptability. Okay. And to me, if there was a word that needs to represent, I got a book, uh, one of our clients sent out books to everybody, and it was the book, The One Word. Oh, Uh, okay. Yeah. Um, It's been out for, it's about seven or eight years old, but it's very powerful um, to to drill down, you know, that, that thing that you're always focused on. Uh, people are talking about core words for 2024. Right. And I think adaptability has to be on that list. Is your sales process flexible enough, which is how we started this whole thing. Right. Probably should have ended with this one, but Mm. how we started this whole thing. Is your sales process flexible enough to adapt to changing market conditions? So, Yes, we started with a version of this. And it goes back to, are, do you practice the fundamentals enough that they're natural so that you can adapt as necessary for individual circumstances as well as evolving greater circumstances that impact either your industry or your business directly? And that could be suppliers. That could be access to your customers. It could be changing economics in the, in the city or the place that you do business. It could be a flood. You know, how are you setting yourself up to be adaptable? But in order to be adaptable, you have to have a foundation to adapt from, right? You can't just be, well, I'll do this today and I'll do that tomorrow. You have to have a foundation of what you practice on a regular basis so that you can adapt as necessary and get back to your foundation as soon as possible. Right. Boom. 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 That might be a new one. Boom. <laughs> Boom. Where's the, where's the clap? Give me some clappers. I think we put, <laughs> I think we put Willie to sleep. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. See, that's what I'm talking about there right go. there. Yeah. No, we don't. It don't take too much to put. It says that low blood pressure, even keel. Yeah, even keel. That's. I mean, listen. I think that was just more of the LG 007 
voice of reason. <laughs> the voice of <laughs> reason. We have to capture that we'll one. That one yeah. All right, here's the last one before we get out of here. Awesome. ROI. Yes. ROI. Do you have a clear understanding of the ROI from the sales and marketing efforts? Yeah. Right? What does that produce? I've looked at events, things of that nature over the past year, things we've invested in, memberships, things of that nature, and right. can now go, okay, great. Here's seven deals right. that have one thing in common. Right. That's a significant, and those seven deals generated X amount of dollars in revenue. Right. And because the math is not difficult, right? When you talk about cost per sale, right. that calculation, right? right? So I look at what is that, what is that membership cost? What was it cost to be a member? What was it cost to sponsor that? Right. And now collectively throughout the year, that's trackable. Right. Right. What did that equate to? Mm. So great. This created $72,000 in revenue. And you know what it cost us $10,000 to do? Right. And I can do math at that point. That will tell me what did each of those deals cost me? Right. What was my cost per sale? And most people, I mean, people just don't, they don't look at that kind of stuff. Right. What does it cost? Just something is, you know, inside our CRM, I think it's interesting where you can create, you know, you create your products library of what you sell, and then it asks you, you know, what the cost is. Right. I guarantee you, the average business owner, if I go into that system, they're not even going to have bothered to put that in there. Okay. They're going to put retail, and that's it. Right. And this is very prolific, and this is a big issue in professional services. Or services yes. businesses. Right. Right. Where we don't allocate time where it's time for money and these different things. Right. So I go into a candy store, they know. Right. Right. Because they've got inventory measures and inventory inventory control. There's no inventory control on coaching. Right. Or leadership consulting. Right. Or keynote speaking. Right. Or even even from our professional services, counseling. Right? You pay account, you know, okay, great. I pay X amount of dollars an hour for my psychiatrist. Right. How does that psychiatrist equate I guarantee you many of them, because not for nothing, I'm told in my experience <laughs> that doctors are not the best business owners. Right. Right. But if you go in, okay, how do you look at your total operating costs and how do you equate that into, so what is a, what is an hour of, of shrinkage? <laughs> what is an hour of somebody laying on your couch? Cause you know, we think about it. <laughs> no, we, we hearken back to the days, right? So you think about therapy as laying on the couch right. and, Telling your problems, right? right. When you have, we have so many different ways to right. do that now. But what is that hour laying on the couch as as the therapist? Right. What does it cost me to deliver my services in that hour versus right. what do I charge? Because that drives decisions. When people people there's a lot of business owners making emotional based decisions. Yes. Oh, this sounds like this can help me, or I'm going to do this. Not the, and then, then there's the other side. I've had conversations with people, you know, well, what's the, what's the ROI on this? I don't know. Right. I don't know what it is. Here's what I do know. I know that you don't have this asset right now. So if we both agree you're better with this asset than without this asset, the conversation really should be, how do you, how do you get it? Right. Right. We have a video <laughs> conversation. You, sir, you have zero video. Right. Do we agree video is one of the most powerful tools in the marketplace? Yes, you have none. Right. What are we talking about right now? Right. 
Now, if the if the cost and the expense or whatever, mm-hmm. but sometimes people get caught in the buzzwords. Right. My mother. What's the interest rate? What do you care? <laughs> right. You care about the payment, right. not the interest rate. Right. I don't want a high interest rate. So what? Well, if you're paying, you don't have to pay. If you're paying, let me ask you a question: if the, if the interest rate was twenty five percent, but it was the payment you wanted, as an example, it's still in your budget, right? So, like, because people love to love those hot button, love those hot button. They love to say words. <laughs> And not necessarily put the thought behind them or why you're asking or what the real origin of that question is. So I'm just encouraging everybody to to look at that right? and have an answer. I know exactly what it costs to produce 15 minutes worth of content on our network. Okay. From editor, our videographer, the overhead, commissions. Right. I know exactly what it is. Everything that goes into it. Right. That, so, and I had to do that once. Right. So, folks, I'm not, we're not talking about adding a 20, mm-hmm. but that also guides decisions. Right. That guides decisions if you're going to get more aggressive in taking deals, if you're going to run a promotion, if you're going to run, you know, wh- whatever that is. Right. You're gonna do a, if you're going to do a loss leader, if you're not, if you can invest in sponsoring something. Right. When you go to calculate that ROI. Right. Because ROI, the ROI calculation isn't simply what did I spend and what did I get back. Right. Because you have to understand ROI to then leverage it. Right. Well, I think the underlying, the whole underlying premise of this is one, being willing to make investments yep. and then understand what they do for your business. And it goes back to, are you investing in things that are going to get you closer to the people that are more likely to buy from you? Mm. So you've got to understand who's going to buy from you. And we'll use, we'll take, you know, money off the table for a minute and just talk about target audience, right? Right. If you're a business trying to reach other business people and you're using social media, your best bet is going to be LinkedIn because that's where your people are. Right. If you're trying to reach another audience, maybe it's Facebook because they're on Facebook or maybe it's Instagram or TikTok. Right. But you want to start with the with where your people are. Mm-hmm. And this mm-hmm. is what's coming back to when you talk about the return on investment, understanding that what you're getting for this investment, really what that tells you is, is are you going to the right place and trying to attract the right people? Right. And by understanding who your ideal client is, it guides you and makes it easier for you to invest in things that are going to increase that return. Mm-hmm. There it is. <laughs> That's all we got, folks. Is we just, what if we just stop? <laughs> like like, like the recording just ends now. Right. Like, all right, uh, we, we, we got it done. Right. I'll see you next week. Oh. And then, yeah. <laughs> like, people were like, what happened? Did, right. it, what, did Willie H mess up? Right. Did the power <laughs> go out? <laughs> yeah, did, did the power go out? Yeah. That, that's all we got. Mic drop. I mean, that's all, that's all we have to say. Um, but no, I, I think, um, you know, I think there's a lot of thought starters there. And, and um, you know, go back, re-listen, re-listen, re-listen. Right. But that, that truly is um, all there is today, folks. And I think we poured a lot in, poured a lot out, give you a lot to think about. Some some specific steps to take action on, literally asking yourself these questions that we covered and continue to create value. So mm-hmm. I always like to end where we thank you. Thank you if you uh, made it to the end of the episode. We want to thank you for your listenership, your viewership. Um, we encourage you, you know, most business owners know other business owners. Right. So we encourage you to please uh, share this. We love the reviews. 
keep keep the five stars up. Um, you know, we're still learning. We're still doing some things. We've got a format that you know we think is working. We're going to continue to pour into people. And Lon's here. Willie H is here. We had a, a a good time today, as usual. This is the Grow Business Podcast. It's been another episode of the Grow Business Podcast. I'm Corey Mosley, and and who are you? I'm Lon Graham. Lon Graham, LG. LG oh, go ahead. LG007. LG. I got him to do it. So he, <laughs> he was resistant in the past, but we uh, love having you, and we will be back next week for another episode. Willie H, take us out. <laughs> we start like we get our rolling. There you go. Exactly. You got a spot in the corner. Yeah, we got a spot for a live yeah, DJ. Right. DJ Absolutely. such and such. Exactly. <laughs> we can do guest spots, right? There's, there's some local Love DJs. It. We can do some guest spots. For sure. For sure. For sure. We're out.